Broadcasting from the Live Network Studios in West Atlantic City, New Jersey, it's the Quizzo Trivia Podcast with your hosts, Nick and Drew. To participate, tweet us at Quizzo Podcast or send us an email at info at quizzopodcast.com. That's Q-U-I-Z-Z-O. Now, let's get to the show. Ooh. That intro's coming in hot, Nick. Coming in hot. Coming in hot. It is an intro and Danger a trivia zone. question all wrapped up into one. Danger Zone. Kenny Loggins. Oh, what a great guess. You were so close. <laughs> you want that question right away? Should we just lead off with it since I, I gave it that big buildup? I don't know. It depends. It's always nice to tie it all back together at the end, too. So, I mean, I don't want to dictate nah. how you nah. how you handle things. Nah. Well, the only th- the only thing is it's a great transition question from the end of round one to sports. So that's how I have it situated. Gotcha. Uh, I have a lot of those types of questions today, too, Drew. That could go in. That could go in multiple categories. All right. Well, fire away, man. We'll get to mine when we get to mine. Get right to it. Get right, get, fire away. Hit me with your best right. shot. Dun, I wasn't dun, prepared dun. to fire so quickly, but... Uh, I'm, t- I'm ready to take it. Okay. What state produces the most catfish? You are not a fan of catfish, I don't believe. We've dined together many times. I don't remember a single instance of you speaking of or for in favor of catfish. I'm either between Mississippi or Louisiana. I'm going to say Louisiana. It is one of the two. I'm going to say Louisiana. What about Alabama? That was good. I, I, I was going to make it a multiple choice with Louisiana, Mississippi, and Alabama. But. My, my gut says Louisiana. I'm going to go Louisiana. Oh. Mississippi. Mississippi. Good for Mississippi. They're good at something. <laughs> they got something. They got catfish. Well, I, I promise you they also have catfish in Louisiana. They might not have technically as much catfish. <laughs> But, well, Louisiana has many other options. There, there is some good food in Louisiana, but when I think of Mississippi cuisine, w- what comes to mind? Um, the fact that I think there's more fast food per square mile than anywhere in America, so fast food is Arby's, or, or cuisine is Arby's. Okay. That's fair enough. They have cuisine? <laughs> they got catfish. A lot of ways to do catfish. Like, that's the bottom feeder. That's what eats the slime off of. It's it's the thing that eats the sludge at the bottom. Right. I would let that. That's like a utility. I would let (laughs) that just lie there and do its job. Right. (laughs) Like, don't don't eat the utility. They're doing work. It's it's like, I don't know. The greatest is how they figured out. And I'm not sure when they figured this out, but. I know that it came to my attention within the last 10 years because of a TV show that you could actually catch those things by hand. Oh, yeah. There's, like, some video where you could, like, stick toothpaste down the hole and, like, catfish start popping out. Like, one a- some place in Africa, some guy literally goes up to what, what looks like a desert, okay? And it's all, like, hardened sand rock, and then there's a couple patches of grass, and then he, like bangs down in the ground and creates a hole and then he puts a funnel down and puts mint toothpaste down the hole and all of a sudden like like fireworks in July Nick catfish starts sprawling up from the ground and like jumping out wow that's unbelievable <laughs> I'll show you the video <laughs> I, I was like how did someone even think of that <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, Somebody dropped their toothpaste down a hole. I don't know what to say. Like, I'm sure if I... the richest it, man in the village. The power of YouTube is simply, if I just put um, uh, toothpaste fish, <laughs> right? That's probably... Toothpaste fishing is probably enough to get exactly what I'm looking for. Oh, yeah. Here it is. Fishing by Colgate... <laughs> <laughs> this is just the absolute best. I love the internet. Thank you, internet. All you have to do is just type in "fishing by Colgate," folks. You'll get right to it. Sending it over to you at the same time, so you could watch it and give the audience a uh, a, a play-by-play. So, uh, all right, where where were we? Uh, my question to you, because you asked me about catfish. <laughs> yes. 
All right. Uh, this is a good one. Uh, a term meaning in a few words. What phrase appears in Shakespeare's Hamlet for the first time? A term. In a few words? In a few words. A term meaning in a few words. What phrase appears in Shakespeare's Hamlet for the first time? Hmm. Well, I know we get many expressions from Shakespeare. Um, this is I've one never, of them. <laughs> I've never dove deep into uh, all of them and how to uh, come up with this. I, I've never read Hamlet. So that's not going to help. Um, I've been to a Hamlet. I've been to a hamburger a small, Hamlet. A small village? Is that yes, what a Hamlet is? I believe so. All right, so I just need a term that means in a few words. That would be a good guess for this. Uh, so I would say, now when you say a term, is it one word? It is three words technically, but the main crux of it is one word. Okay. So that I'll, I'll give help. you a, yes, it does. I'll give you a hint here. The term okay. meaning in a few words, in a, are repeated. Gotcha. So it's like in a blank Correct. is the answer. Okay. In a few words. In a... Jeez. This was one of those I heard it and I was like, I wonder where the hell that came from. So I looked it up. I think somebody made a joke about it and like, you know, used it in a, in a clever way. I was like, oh, I wonder where I- that came from. Looked it up, and I'm like, Shakespeare. Shakespeare huh? Crazy. This one's used widespread all the time. And it makes sense because yeah. it's a visual comparison. So, like, it, it, it does make sense. But, like, if you think about you, – you could think about so many other things that make more sense to use as a term for this, but we still use this. So, And I was like, I wonder why. Shakespeare. That guy was good. Yeah, he was good. He was good. Uh, in a... If I'm summing it all up. If you're summing it all up. Summing it all up. Okay. Oh, I hate these English phrases, man. <laughs> it's food-oriented. It references a, a, a an edible object. Okay. All right. Maybe that'll help. Part of an edible object. Part of an all right. Yeah, the part <laughs> you'd probably get rid of. <laughs> this is probably something I've never said. I'm, yeah, I'm getting I, to I, that I, point. I bet you have. I bet you have. Yeah, I don't know. This is feeling like something that just I, I don't know. It's feeling like that because these clothes are just too. You've you've led me all the way to the water and I still can't drink from it. So I I, I just in a bite. I I don't know. I right. just really have nothing. In a nutshell. Ah, uh, in a nutshell. Yep. Dang. Right? You've heard that before, right? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. In I a nutshell. I I so I thought about, like, making an underwear brand and calling it Nutshell. What do you think? Isn't there a song like Her Life in a Nutshell? Or yeah, like yeah, and, and somebody. Naked ladies? Yeah, Her right, 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 right. Her Life in a, in a Nutshell. nutshell. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I definitely know that. I just, I don't know. I don't it's know why okay. I could have come up with a drill. It's Saturday morning still. It is. Well, we're supposed Saturday to not let them morning. know that. I guess yeah. we're going to post it right away, so it's okay to let them know that we're doing it live. May not be. Big day. Big day. This may not be my sharpest hour of the week. Last week at this time, I was like, I wonder if Arsenal are going to lose 7 nothing in the back of my head as I was talking about the FA Cup. And sure enough, nope, 14th FA Cup champion. It's a beautiful thing. Woo. It's awesome. Yep. Well, I only respect the FA Cup. <laughs> I respect whooping up on the bad teams in the table. They had to beat to win this FA Cup Man United, Man City, and Chelsea in single elimination battle. You know what I mean? Mm. That's impressive. Wow. wow. Um, all right. Fire away. I got a gra- I have two left that are just dynamite. Okay. And one of them is a true-false, so you don't have to put a lot of thought into it. All right, this one, 
this one is sort of my wheelhouse, but I'm bringing it to you. Although because of the business we're in, this is good information. No, oh, as um, as opposed to catfish. Uh, <laughs> yes, yes. Production useless, useless information. <laughs> did, did we did we decide like you have to eat a meal somewhere for it to count yes, as being and, there? And and, uh, and no you, you must use the facilities. Yes, airports don't count. You must right. eat a meal, use the facilities, and not in an airport. No, or a rest stop. Rest stops do not count either. All right, so if you eat a meal at a rest stop, you does not count. Been to the, okay. No, you got to get out in a town. If you get out in a town, you park your car on a main street, you eat a meal somewhere, even if it's fast food, you've visited a place. You have you have been there and you have done something. Short of that, you've just passed through a place. So this question here is one of those that just it screams two for ten, all three for twenty, except it might be a little hard for that. So I would almost say ten points each. Name any two of the three. Okay. So we'll try. We'll try it either way. See how you do. You'll be the. You'll be the gauge of this because, again, because of the business we're in, I think you will have a little bit of insight into this. Even though craft beer might not be your favorite thing. Uh, two. F- I do uh, appreciate twenty points. It. Uh, name the states with the most craft breweries. Ooh, I like it. So the three states with the most craft breweries. One is far and away, number one, and then two and three are only two breweries apart. Wow. So at any moment, uh, three could take over two on the list. Hmm. All right. There so, cramp breweries in America. This is, um, this is a tough question, conceptually speaking, because what I think that it would generally be in the biggest, most populated state. So, my first guess is California. So that's number one by a mile. It's got more than double number two. California has nine hundred and seven. I mean, I figure if the the world of hipsters, if I know anything, anything about the world of hipsters, it's that once somebody has a good idea, they all move to California and do the same thing. Right. And and California was in it big before even the East Coast was into it, between Sierra Nevada. I I, I kind of figured that would be number one, and if it wasn't, I would have been absolutely shocked. But, like, guess number two could be anything, like maybe Wisconsin. You know, who knows? They they love drinking beer, man. They love drinking beer. I could see every town in Wisconsin having their own craft brewery. Like, why wouldn't you? I think your your, your idea is... Is not a bad one, but when you think of Wisconsin, size-wise, it just can't compete with some of these other states. Oh no! But I mean, you think of the breweries, you think of the brewers, you think of Miller Lite, you think of like I, I don't know, like when I think of Wisconsin. Yeah, but I can think of themselves reinventing beer pretty quickly there. Oh, and I'm sure there's some great craft breweries up there. I can think of uh, one off the top of my head, but I just don't. Well, think that's why the, I think uh, of the Texas. That's how I feel about Texas. I feel like Texas is a very generic beer state where. Craft breweries are not good insight. Great insight. You're you're absolutely not, right. Not needed, and Miller Lite is needed. Yes, by the truck. Absolutely load. right. Um, absolutely. New York State seems pretty yuppie. All right, that's number three on the list. So All you got right. you got two of them. Uh, they trail by two breweries. Colorado. Oh, never would have. Not even. Not a chance. But but okay. that makes total sense. Everything makes that sense I just said so, about right? the other ones. Exactly. Totally exactly. applicable to Colorado. <laughs> Every town in Colorado exactly. should have a craft brewery. But that's so also I think it works Coors better. Light. Name any two. Name any two of the three for ten points each. I think that's because people get California, and then from there, if they get New York or Colorado, give them the bonus. Yeah, it'd I, be too hard to get all three. Well, listen. I mean, just logically speaking, California is the fifth largest economy in the world. So if you're going to ask a question about the sheer size of anything, it's yeah. I think California and Texas are what people, you know, if if, if I had no information about the question, as far as in, insight, I would just go with California and Texas. Um, all right, here's that. Uh, we haven't done one of these uh, weird, true, false questions where I couldn't uh, decide if I was just going to write something out of out of left field or come up with something clever. Um, so here you go. Uh, true or false, whipped cream in England is called squirty whip. Wow. Could you imagine Prince Andrew <laughs> grabbing that squirrely whip? Squirty whip. Squirty whip. Squirrely whip is a good name. We don't do that. Uh, 
This All right, I am going podcast. to say false. They don't call it Squirrely Whip. Oh, Nikki, God. I, mean, I got you, mother. Yes, they do. Squirty Whip is whipped cream in the UK, my man. Go That's to Tesco and buy yourself some Squirty Whip. Can you think God. of a worse name for anything? No, I can't. Are you going to put Squirty Whip on that? No, I'm not. I would have, <laughs> but you called it Squirrely Whip. No, no, no. Squirty Whip. Squirty, even worse. <laughs> it's way worse. It's way, way worse. I figured you would think it's so absurd. There's no way. Yeah, it just—it's too literal. It's like squirty whip. It's just too literal. Yeah, unfortunately, it isn't. Unfortunately, it is not uh, too literal. Yeah. It's also called uh, squirty cream in lots of places. Even worse. <laughs> right. There's a way to make it worse. If, if, if there's a way to make it worse, this is it. And and uh, I will just you know for proof of proof of concept here, you'll be getting a picture of a can of squirty cream from the Tesco in the UK. That is pretty bad. Yeah. Well, I mean, they call a fag a cigarette, or cigarette. You know, that's what you call a cigarette. So yeah, somehow they figured out the. The sausages, though, that, that I like. That's maybe one of the only. Yeah, that's, that's yeah. Bangers is a good name for sausage. <laughs> that's a great name. It's a great. <laughs> bangers and mash. I like yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, it's free Sounds trivia. Great. All right, what do you got for me? I have one left, and that'll transition into sports. Okay, I'll transition to sports with a true or false name. True or false? Tom Brady has a child with actress Michelle Monaghan. True. False. Oh, it's with uh, Bridget Moynihan. Oh, that's not her. You, <laughs> that's you the same son person. Of a, come on. Wait, that's they're <laughs> gotcha. two different people. Two different people. Oh man, that's not fair. <laughs> I thought you were talking about the one before Giselle. Yeah, right. But there's her name is Bridget Moynihan. Oh my god. There is also an actress named Michelle Monaghan. See, that's terrible. That's that's terrible, but it, it's it's funny, it's funny, but that's terrible to do to people. It's just terrible to do to people. <laughs> All right, uh, this is good because you're you're. There's only so many uh, you know things that will fit this, but you've actually seen this song performed live, <laughs> which I find fantastic. But what can be an NBA team name? A George Thorogood song or a Mel Gibson movie, Nick? All right, so that is a that's a good one. Thank you. I like this. I like this. Uh, well, Mel Gibson was not in Heat. <laughs> says who? I can tell you some people who says he was in Heat. He was in Heat. Wait, no, no he when no. he was talking to that cop that time. Certainly, oh, in heat. Right, right, right. he's on I, the I, phone I, with his girlfriend I, 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 on the phone. To... Sometime that time, he was certainly in heat. <sighs> so it's it's Mel Gibson movies, right? Mel Gibson movie. A Mel Gibson movie, a George Thorogood song, and an NBA team name. See, the the George Thorogood song would be the easiest path to victory here for me, but unfortunately, I, I it's not jumping out at me. <laughs> uh, so then I'm. You remember seeing him live? I do. Uh, Syracuse University. Yes. He seemed like I he remember was... the first. I remember seeing the first song and him coming out in full leather, tight. <laughs> in his sixties. Yes. Uh, it was at that point I realized, folks, rock and roll had died. Like you know, uh, remember Arrested Development? Yeah. You know, how Ron Howard's voice appears from time to time and just well, he gives narrates you like, it. Doesn't yeah. he narrate the whole thing? Right, he narrates, but but like comedically yeah. speaking, they use his voice to come in and be like, "Spoiler, it didn't." You know what I mean? Right, right, R- right. That's George Thorogood. Like, it was at that moment I knew rock and roll was dead. <laughs> it happened in 1997. 
at the Landmark Theater. <laughs> we saw some Rock great shows there, man. Uh, died. I, you know, that <laughs> night it did. But, like, I saw the Black Crows and, uh, and God Street Wine together, and that was one of the best shows I've ever been to. Yeah, I got to see Bruce there. Acoustic, third row. Doing, yeah, I remember that. Doing that thing that they were charging, like, 1500 a ticket for in Broadway. Yep. We sure did. Uh, before, but, like, years before he did bu- it. Yeah, like, for 50 bucks or, or whatever. Yeah, third I mean, row. I don't even know if it was that much. Uh, well, Ransom is not the name of a NBA team. Give me back my son. It'd be a good one. Yeah, I'm sure people wouldn't be offended by that. Ransom. Braveheart? We no. represent the Charles Lindbergh Foundation, and we find that team name offensive. George Thorogood, man, I, I just bad to the bone, right? Is that the old opener and the closer? Yeah, no, no, no. He also does that one bourbon, a one oh, shot, yeah, 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 okay. and one beer, which takes like 73 minutes to get through. <laughs> it's, the it's the whole show. <laughs> he loses his place. He forgets the story. The landlady what's, is what's dead already. That song or uh, the Joe Walsh song? Life's been uh, good. Life's been good, yeah. It's the longest song ever. That's a long one. Um, That song took his whole life, literally. I. This is a great question, and I don't have. I don't think I have the brain power this morning to whittle this down. Well. There's only one reason why I thought this... Was it a good Mel Gibson movie? Yeah, it was actually a great Mel Gibson movie. One of his best ever, and it's totally underrated. Uh, a, com- a fairly comedic role. And you and I are personally, personally affected by the name that will be the end of this. Especially this week. <laughs> especially this week. Yeah, so now I've got it. I did not know George Thorough George Thoroughgood had a song with this title, so I was I was I was right. It was on the that. opener. Um, but yeah, you're right. I do I do very much like this movie. Good uh, movie. Very underrated. I haven't seen it in a while, but I, last time I saw it, I thought it held up. Uh, Maverick. Yes. And the Dallas Mavericks. That's correct. You remember who starred in Maverick with Mel Gibson? Yeah, Jodie Foster. But uh, who played? I guess his dad. Yeah. Yeah, who was that? Um, good actor. Oh, freaking fantastic actor. One of my all-time favorites. <sighs> Very underrated himself. What is that dude's name? And he was like... Still alive? Of, still alive? Uh, no, he died, in, he died a while ago. Okay. But he lived till he was like... I remember when he died, I was like, ah, man, dude, dude made it almost till 90, something like that. But he was like, you know, big time in the in the sixties and whatever else. Yeah, I mean, this is one where if I had his initials, I could snap it off in two seconds. J G. Yeah, I knew it was G. What is it? J G. James Gardner. You got it. Yeah. Boom. I I had the G, but I couldn't. I didn't have the J, and, and I was like, uh, ripping through. Yeah, yeah, it was a good movie. I I liked it. Yeah, so the 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 homage is because he was on the TV show Maverick from 1957 to 1960, right? So they made that movie with Mel Gibson, but it was, you know, Garner played the played a, basically the dad of the guy that Mel Gibson was playing, who Garner played when he was younger. So that was his big break. Hmm. Okay. So and then he was in the Rockford fire files, and then they brought it back. The new Maverick in 1978, a made-for-television new movie that did so much business you've never heard of it. But once again, he was he was back in the Maverick game. <laughs> he probably tells that story at Hollywood parties too. You know, I've been Maverick three times. Anyway, uh, yeah, I like James Garner. He's won. He's won quite a. All right, so that was yours, right? Yep. <clears throat> All right. Uh, you know we don't we don't talk much hockey here, but uh, I, I got one. I thought this was interesting enough. From 1980 to 1990, how many Stanley Cups were won 
by the Oilers and Islanders combined. So if you took the Oilers and the Islanders Stanley Cups from 80 to 90, it's 11 years seven or eight. It's either seven or eight. Um, the Oilers, yeah, they won three in a row. I'm going to go seven. Nine. Nine. Nine times. So the Oilers won four, right? Five. They won five? Yeah. Wow. Okay, didn't know that. And the, and the uh, Islanders won four? Yep. Didn't know that either. I thought they only won three. Wow. Jesus. What a... <laughs> yeah. It's, it's crazy to me that the Islanders won four, right? in a, four in a row. Isn't that crazy? I mean, it's just like what... like And then, like, literally have not made a ripple of a, a sound sense. I forgot like, they're even a team most of the time. I was like, oh, my God, that's right. The New York Islanders exist. So I, I think my, my allegiance is going to be to the Seattle Kraken. I don't know why, but I just I freaking love the Seattle Kraken. I love the logo. I love the color scheme. I love the name. I'm angry that I don't have Atlantic City Kraken. Cause it how about just... 10 points each for the two? How about 10 points each for the two uh, teams that won besides the Oilers and Islanders in that eighty to you know in the eighties. Calgary Flames won a Stanley Cup. Yes, there. nicely done. <sighs> Philadelphia Flyers. No, they won in the seventies. Okay. Uh, the Montreal Canadiens. Canadiens. Okay, there you go. It's excellent. All right, Nick. Uh, I got a multiple choice for you, and it's an excellent multiple choice question. My last sports one of the round: seven, seventeen. 27 or 37 percent what percentage chance do you have of making the nba if you are a seven foot teenager living in the united states all right say it again seven 17 27 or 37 percent what percent chance do you have of making the nba if you are a seven foot teenager in the united states male obviously seven Right? Isn't that like amazing? Seven percent. It's seventeen. Seventeen percent. Seventeen percent. Seventeen percent chance of making the NBA if you are a seven foot teenager living in the United States. Wow, that's unbelievable. Unbelievable. That's what I said. So I guess it just shows how uncommon being seven feet tall is. <laughs> yes. Especially as a teenager, it's exceptionally uncommon. You have a set. You have a twenty. One in five of you is going to be in the NBA. Yeah, I mean, I guess it's true. I mean, how many seven feet tall people have I seen? I, I don't know. I can't. Especially really... at, I don't know. Especially at a young age, you know, where that growth happens that quickly. So, and if you're that tall that quick, you're going to be playing basketball pretty early because people are going to push you in that direction. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, so geography, history. It's got to be brutal. I mean, if you're seven feet and you're listening to this and you're a teenager, just go play basketball because your entire life. People are going to ask thing, you, everybody who do you play basketball? 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 I was just if saying. you planning on not playing play basketball, it's a huge mistake. I, I was just saying to, um, so I was, I was having a, a a message correspondence with with somebody who's a who was a writer right and um you know he 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 basically he wrote a memoir about his entire life and every story that he's got and uh i said to him you know sort of jokingly you should only speak to people that have also written a memoir and they've read yours and you've read theirs so that you can get all of those formalities out of the way it's like you already know every story i've got i already know every story you've got we can just talk about stuff because we don't have to go through like our endless, you know, recycled stories of the same thing people ask me about every single time, which is what happens if you're, you know, a very tall person. Do you play basketball? Do you play basketball? You know what I mean? It's like, oh, here's the same story again. So this guy worked with somebody very famous and he's most associated with that person and she died. So every person who meets him gives him the, hey, what was it like to work with? Right. <laughs> if you've heard that, that thirty five thousand times and it's this deeply complex answer, 
you know what I mean? Because it was like highs and lows and good times and bad times and drugs and, and, and disease and all this like immense stuff. And you boil it down to it was great. <laughs> yeah, you think like Ed McMahon got tired of talking about what Johnny's like off the it's, it couldn't couldn't <laughs> have given you a better description. You, you hit that right on the head. Hey, yeah. J- Johnny's fantastic. Thanks. It's like, What's Ellen DeGeneres like, like to work with? Oh, she's she's great. She's a real peach. Everyone loves her. They talk Wait, so who, highly of her. Who, who did you say? Ellen DeGeneres. <laughs> yeah, that's. I, I didn't. It didn't come through on the Zoom, but I, I could tell by how you were describing her. Uh, she's, she's just lovely. She's lovely. <laughs> she got we, we, she got a waitress fired for having a chipped nail at a vegan restaurant. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even joking. The restaurant wanted to suspend her for two weeks because Ellen was a frequent eater there. And she's just like, I'm just going to quit. How's that? The only thing that's surprising is that people didn't already think she was a tyrant. Like, that's the only thing that surprises me. (laughs) How did you not know? (laughs) She just (laughs) is. She is what Hollywood is. Totally fake on the outside and, and tyrannical, filled with inside human rage. So There you go. Uh, all right, let's do geography history, Nick. Uh, Sounds good. Yours or mine? I don't know. I got two. I, I got two, too. All right. Uh, the last line. Who is last in line of presidential succession? You're aware the, of the line yeah, of presidential succession? Yeah, the Department succession? of Homeland Security because it's the newest. You got it. Right? You got it. Absolutely. Nailed it. It's the newest... Uh, the part, you know, secretary right. or the newest part of the cabinet. Yeah, we're going to so let all kinds of maniacs be president before you, yeah. the person. In I thought you were going to say Prince Harry, but <laughs> <laughs> Meghan Markle. <laughs> the last in line is, um, you know, somehow it's the Surgeon General. Um, all right. <clears throat> I, I'll be the first to admit I didn't know this. OK, so don't feel bad if okay. you don't. Um Permanent winds that blow from the tropics to the equator all year round use what commercial term to describe them? Trade winds. Boom. You're all over it. Yes. All over it. Now, I gave a ton of clues there, but did you know what trade winds were specifically? Um... I mean, I don't, I, I don't know what you mean. By All right, so there's this zone right around the Caribbean where the winds don't blow with high pressure or low pressure. Okay? Yeah, they're called the doldrums. Right, yeah, yeah, it's exactly right. So it's this whole zone where, the, the because of that, um, the ability to sail from that from place to place to place right. is exceptionally easy. And that's why they call it trade winds. So uh, once you get out of that zone going against the winds that are high-pressure or low-pressure zones and the things that happen commercially are very, very difficult. It's very difficult sailing. So, like, low, like cargo vessels, like low-level cargo vessels can't make a journey to Britain because once they get to the high-pressure zones or low-pressure zones down to South America, it's just, pfft, goodbye. So the trade wind zone is this, like, uh, you know, basically an area where it's like, oh, it's all peaceful. Send some boats, huh? some apples. So that's where you want to sail. Yeah. Yes. Cool. I'm sure eventually right, horrible things will a... happen, but, you know, at least they have that now. I could make this a 20-pointer. I, you know, I probably won't because just getting one of these two, I think, is hard. Um, but for you, you know, we'll do 10 points each. I mean, I guess I could do 10 points each. Why not? Uh, as long as there's not another bonus question in the round. Um for 10 points each, name the two European countries that Americans can travel to. Currently? Yeah, I'm not, not, not sure if you've been paying attention to this, but Europe is off limits to American travelers. Makes sense. Except for two countries. Now, I would say the UK. That's not right. Oh, they're, they've cut us off too? That makes total yeah. sense. Good for them. Um, who doesn't care? And one of these countries, the other thing that is tricky too is like, and I don't know, how, one of these countries is like 95% an Asian country. Oh, geez. 
it's a, just pretty much one country located in all of uh, entirely in Europe that we're allowed to travel to. Greece? No, it's close. Italy? No, no, they don't want us. Of course not. If you think of like, uh, for some reason, I think they might have still been playing soccer during the whole pandemic. Like this. Yeah, be- yeah, be- like Belarus. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, it's not Belarus. It's actually it's Croatia. Okay. Great. Croatia and Turkey are uh, the two. Yeah, Tur- Turkey was going to be my guess because you said the 95% Asian thing. So I was trying to yeah. get to the first one first. But yeah, yeah, Oh, all right. Well, not going to Europe. So it's fine. <laughs> I think we're all good not traveling for a little while. I'm, I'm, book, I'm book cool with that. I'm cool with that. Um, okay. Uh, also a movie title, Nick. What nickname was given to British World War One soldier T.E. Lawrence? Lawrence of Arabia. Yes. Are you a Lawrence of Arabia fan? Do you know his story? Yep. Yes. Yes, I am. Yeah. One of the great epic films. Poor bastard uh, died in a motorcycle time. accident, though. Did you know that the motorcycle helmet was developed by a friend of his who thought it would say, have saved his life? Wow. No, I did not. So he's the inspiration. He's the for inspiration for the motorcycle helmet. Correct. Lawrence, Lawrence of Arabia. He's an Englishman. Did you ever see the movie Hollywood Nights? Uh, Hollywood Nights. I, it sounds like a movie I had to have seen. Uh, it's absolutely legendary. Tony Danza, Michelle Pfeiffer. Uh, yes. Uh, yes. Uh, What's uh, I, I think I see I think I've seen it only one time though, but yes, I I have seen it. So there's uh well versed in it. There's one of the best characters of all time, um, uh, played by a legendary actor uh, named Robert Wool. You know Robert Wool? Of course. Yeah, yeah, he does that thing we love uh, from HBO. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Right. So he plays a character named Nubom Turk, right? And Nubom Turk, in my mind, is one of the great characters in movie history and is just so absolutely underrated. We're going to need some help out here. We've both been uh, assaulted by eggs. Lawrence. Lawrence of Arabia. He's an English guy. He came to fight the Turkish. Neat, 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 neat. But in addition to... uh, he basically like at a at like a talent show goes out as a blind pianist and and uh, starts singing Valari while passing gas or something like that. All right, we've had some bad luck this evening, but here's something that nobody can ruin. This is a young man who has won our five hundred dollar award. His name is Douglas uh, Dudley Laywicker. Let's show him how proud we are. Let's get him up here. Dudley. It was just it was ahead of its time, but the guy was like uh, he gets it on with Fran Drescher in a scene, but uh, but he has premature ejaculation. <laughs> There's like it's legendary scene after legendary scene with Robert Wool, one of his, one of the great characters of all time. But in in one of them, yeah, he was Arliss, right? At yeah, he, yeah, yeah, he became yeah. Arliss. Yeah, yeah. Um, but he, in one of them, he was uh... Lawrence, Lawrence of Arabia. He's an English guy. He came to fight the Turkish. Uh, just in the background saying, Lawrence, Lawrence of Arabia. He's an Englishman. Uh, I don't know. It's just, it was very funny. <laughs> um, so, yeah, those of you who like obscure references to little known movies. I, I do know that a lot of people 
uh, were in this film. Like, I don't want to say cameos, but like got their start. But all right, so you ready? Robert Wool, Tony Danza, Fran Drescher. Uh, okay, well, that's the big uh, Michelle Pfeiffer. I think I said that. Yeah, I guess those are the big ones. The other ones I heard I Tony Danza is thinking about firing up who's the boss again. Or a remake. I guess I'd. I guess I'd try to figure out where, where the who's the boss is. Mona still alive? No, can't be, can't be. It's it's. I think it's mathematically impossible. Catherine Helmond. Oh my God, dude! She lived till February twenty third, two thousand nineteen. Oh wow! 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 Surprised she doesn't make, I mean, not, not that she, you know, you would think, though, when she died that recently, we would have heard about it. Yeah, I think we killed her. You know what I mean? Like, I think we had her in a round. Of like yeah, TV I got somebody who, I got, I got somebody for you who didn't survive the, the, the month or, or at least the two months. She was uh, 90, and that's a good life. Knock on wood. Part- I'd like to go later than 90, but that's a good life. She was in Overboard, one of my all-time favorite mar- uh, movies. Did you ever see Overboard, the original yeah, Overboard? Great, uh, that's a great movie. Yeah, it's fantastic. All-time movie. Um, She's a right, great well, this is a good transi- that too, the mom, the super rich mom. This Darling. This is a transition for me here. Uh, within five years, I'll give you the points. Within five years, how old was Wilford Brimley when Cocoon was filmed? Within five years, how old was Wilford Brimley when the movie Cocoon was filmed? 53 years old. You got it. I only He was he, 50 years old. He just died, and I know when what? Cocoon was released. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> and I knew how old he was. 50? That's amazing. I thought he was 80 years old. In the movie, <laughs> he looks 80 years old. <laughs> I mean. The idea that I'm going to be looking like that I'm 10 years <laughs> away from his age in Cocoon. But the guy like, did what? not age for 30 years. He's still riding a horse at 82 years old looking exactly the same doing his oatmeal commercials and selling well, gold. 50 years old? I, I think it's him. He's one of those guys that sells stuff that everybody already like has and like it's just a word like – Norm Macdonald does a whole routine on it. And he's like, like you get these commercials where they're like, do you like gold? He's like, yes, yes, I like gold. We all like gold. We know how valuable gold is. They're like, would you like a bar of gold? Yes, that'd be great. But I, I don't need you to sell me a bar of gold. Uh, yeah, I, cu- I couldn't believe. When I saw his age, he just died. And I'm like, wait, he's only, didn't Cocoon come out 34 years ago? <laughs> 1984. <laughs> like, if, if. If you or I were dating someone who was 50, people wouldn't even talk about it. Like, it's not even scandalous. <laughs> you, you know who's <laughs> a, uh, a great role of his? Uh, very, very underrated film also. Probably, in my opinion, the best uh, Grisham film, The Firm. He's awesome in The Firm. Yeah, The the Firm was great. I don't know if it was the best. I have to kind of think about that for a minute. I, I did love The Firm, though. And the thing about the firm that was great too is it was like the first one. Yeah, I don't where, think it like, got Grisham better got than that. Very repetitive with stuff. So I the don't fact think it that, got like, better than that. I liked the Pelican Brief. I liked uh, the one with uh, Susan Sarandon, but the firm was way better, way more intense, way more yeah, mystery. Yeah, there was there was one called the Last Juror. Yeah. Did you see that one? No. I, your boy John Cusick's in it. Ugh. What? Did you just make a sound? <laughs> Are you guys still not? I guess we're fine. He's just, he's like a lunatic politically. So I don't know. He, he's a shout from the hilltops guy now. Like just about every, everything about everything. All right, wait. I, this is a thing, too. I, I might be confusing these two because, again, they're all. All right. The Last Juror was a book that I read. It was not. I don't think it's. I don't think I got the movie title right. Um, let's see. John Cusick, John Grisham. All right, feature films: The Firm, The Pelican Brief, The Client, A Time to Kill, The Chamber. The oh, Rainmaker. A Time to Kill is the best one. 
Uh, runaway, sorry, so Runaway Jury was the one with uh, Cusick. I was thinking of A Time to Kill is the best one. With Matthew McConaughey and uh, Sandra Bullock? Yes. Yeah, yes. I like that one quite that a bit. That movie is awesome. Yeah, yeah. That, yep. that, that's my favorite. I, I, I would rank that in the firm as one, too, but I, I could I could, I could, could be persuaded. I think that was definite. And I like the Pelican Brief. I thought that was like... Uh, For some reason, that third. one just got lost on me. I, I didn't... You know, I, didn't, I don't know. I Julia didn't, Roberts I was the, really good. I like the New Orleans imagery. That, you know, it was a, a significant... Uh, uh, plot twist with murdering a Supreme Court justice to try to cover up a big corporate thing. You know, those are things. Yeah, that I, I, just, always... I don't even. I don't even remember. I just don't even remember all that. That was that, good. That, she that, had that, like an that. affair with her uh, law professor at at, uh, at Tulane, and then who's she... the male lead? Uh, the male lead of the Pelican Brief is Denzel Washington. Okay. She's the lawyer. I, I that remember he finds. it being like the second one, and then after the firm, you know, it was like the the big deal that that was coming out, and that was the second one. And I, I don't know. I yeah, just, she I she basically plays this uh, this like law clerk uh, or law student uh, in New Orleans, and she figures out that this Supreme Court justice who was killed, that the reason that they were killed was because of this specific uh, case, this lands right case that this major uh, oil drilling company uh, was trying to get uh, heard by the Supreme Court so that they could get a uh, favorable ruling and, and drill on these natural preserves. Um, and it was sort of it was a pretty compelling backstory and how they got this person murdered and they had there was a hitman involved and then the hitman was sent on her to keep it quiet and, and what have you. But she basically found, you know, Denzel Washington. And I always like a good hiding out movie. You know what I mean? Where the characters got to, like, hide out <laughs> and, and uh, you know, ghost, their se- ghost themselves around and not be seen while they're being uh, hunted. Uh, so there was a lot of that. Here's a good trivia question for you. John Grisham was a member of what state's House of Representatives from 1984 to 1990? California. Mississippi, baby. Ooh, I should have. You know what? I should have guessed something southern. Right, he, Everything he does a takes lot of place New in Orleans the south. Stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. That was stupid. I, I didn't put any yeah. thought into that. Um, well, he went to Mississippi State undergrad, and then he got his law degree from uh, Ole Miss, everything. So. All his books take, but it's like guessing anything other than Maine for Stephen King. Uh, right. I actually had that question for you earlier, which or. Uh, do you know what the entertainment company named after a town often used in Stephen King books? Castle Rock. Bingo. Yeah, I, I wasn't even going to ask that because I figured you'd know it. All right. Uh, you ready to go entertainment? That was entertainment for me. I already started you off with Wil- Wil- Wilford Brimley. Great. Okay. I, I guess that could be a history question. Yeah, well, <laughs> it really is. <laughs> uh, all right. Here you go. Question for you. What decade was Billboard's first number one recorded hit song? The first ever Billboard number one happened in what decade? I want to say the 50s. Say the 50s. I'll say the 50s. 50s. I got to do that to you. It's correct. Bingo. All right. All over that. All right. Good. Yeah, I just, I, I, wasn't, I wasn't sure. I wasn't sure. I. If yeah, that makes 60s, sense. It feels like when there were actually hits. Believed. Otherwise, it's like, here's the number one song in America from Gene whatever orchestra. It's like, oh, okay. You know, how do you rate that? Uh, that was actually a great question to lead into what I've got for you here. Good. I got a good one. Define. What is the oldest album to sell 10 million copies? They call it the diamond status when an album sells 10 million copies. What is the oldest album to sell 10 million copies? Man, what a great question. I'm di- mm. Thriller. No. Eagles' no, greatest was... hits? No, 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 no. Way earlier than that? I'll give you the year if you want it. Sure. 1967. Number one song I think this was the best-selling album of all time until Thriller knocked it off its perch. Best-selling album of all time until Thriller knocked it off its perch. Yeah, it was the 
pretty sure it was the best-selling album of all time before Thriller came along. Sergeant Peppers was was later. Not Sergeant Peppers. Sergeant Peppers? Yep, nineteen sixty-seven was Sergeant Pepper. I thought it was sixty-eight. That's uh, the White Album. All right. Well, which happens to be the second oldest album to sell ten million copies. That's that's where my head went. <laughs> so I'm I'm glad to know that's the answer. I was like, I hope it's not the Beach Boys. Um. All right, I got a good one for you, and then we could end with a song, and I, and. Uh, You'll tell me your your favorite song once I read you the question. But what Saturday Night Live band leader was also the guitarist for Hall and Oates? G.E. Smith. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, who else? You know what I mean? Did you know the Do you know the story of G.E. Smith at all? You know his backstory. Did he date Gilda Radner? He married Gilda Radner. Okay, all right. So I knew that. Uh, What else do I? He makes that. Really annoying face when he plays guitar. I love it. And and he was. Uh, it's like he's yeah, he smelling was, a bad, bad. He was egg in Hall right and Oates, right? Is that the? Yeah, he's that, the guitarist for Hall and Oates. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's so, that's I mean, all that, there is. That's to know. about it. That's all I know. Well, did you know what building he and Gilda lived in in Manhattan? I would guess the Kodaks. Uh, say that again. The Kodaks. Is that what you? It feels like you're saying it backwards. The Codex. What's that? The Dakotas. Yeah, the Dakota. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Is that what you, you said meant? It backwards. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the Dakota. Yeah, they. <laughs> so they lived in the Dakota, right? So when Lennon was shot, um, they were inside, and and the story goes: this uh, this writer, I guess I referenced earlier, Alan Zweibel, used to write for Saturday Night Live and and wrote for Gilda. Um, w- was over with his wife and, and visiting her apartment in the Dakota. And when they left, they noticed that the same guy was standing outside there uh, when when they had gone up. Um, and he was just really creepy and just kind of sitting there. And the wife uh, like pointed out, she's like, this, this guy doesn't feel right. And it was Mark David Chapman. And he Lennon got shot that day. Oh, man. So and that cra- in that crazy and then like oh. uh, Gilda was like totally distraught over that from that point forward. So she actually yeah, left the Dakota. Tough, that's a tough one, there, man. Oof. How do you live with that? Uh, well, I mean, right, but it's not like the guy was waving a gun, being like, "I'm going to murder John Lennon." You know, he's just a weird dude sitting on the corner. Yeah, but man, like, <laughs> like if you had the seven- chance to save John Lennon's life, ah, it's it's terrible. It's terrible. Um. What's your favorite uh, Hall and Oates song? <laughs> I didn't realize uh, it would be so dark with right. that story, but you know. All right, my favorite Hall and Oates song. I know the first one I ever heard of them. "Out of Touch" was the first Hall and Oates song I ever heard. All right, all right, all right. All right. There's a there's a song. I have my definitive favorite. There is no a song question. that is my favorite Hall and Oates song, and I haven't heard it in forever. I'll play it for you. And and the uh, figuring out the name of it though is what is like uh, uh, um oh gosh all right so oh, man. I'm stumping I mean, Nick on a question I, I, I kind of want to I know I know I kind of I'm trying to figure out even how to how to come up with the name of this song and uh, nothing um I just is coming to re- mind should, should it, I it's just like read their their list the list that i it, have in it front probably of isn't even on there but oh, go ahead okay. that's interesting it's yeah a, it's just it's one of those like a little bit of a i think it's a little bit of a deeper track but go ahead maybe it is maybe it is go ahead all right man eater you make my dreams come true rich girl i can't go for that private eyes she's gone kisses on my list out of touch sarah smile Say it isn't so. Adult education, one-on-one, family man, crime pays. I don't think it's any of those. <laughs> I mean, you, 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 of those, you make it my dreams come true is my favorite. Um, all right, let's see. Yeah, I want to find I, the mystery song. I, I will. I, I'm trying to think of how to how to come up with it. All right, 
It was the um. Give me a line. It was the intro to an HBO show that lasted like one season. There's this tall, goofy actor. His name is Steven something. Is that doing anything? Yes. I got it. Uh, what's called the name Alone of that sh- Too Long. That's it. That's it. Alone Too Long. That's my favorite uh, <laughs> Hall and Oates song. Well done. How'd you get it that fast? Because I typed in HBO Hall and Oates. <laughs> That's <laughs> all <laughs> that it took. All right, folks. That is <laughs> I'm it. I'm sitting here racking my brain. Like, how yeah, do I man, figure Google. out the name It's like of that, that Al Bundy. Remember that Al Bundy thing when, uh, uh, when they had Alone the- Too Long. Yeah, yeah, that's a great song. Alone too long. Yeah, that's a good one. All right, so we'll get it in the uh, final rotation. <laughs> I love that. That's the song that you picked. <laughs> All right, uh, that does it for what episode. Did we even reference what episode we're in? We're episode one seventy three of the Quizzo Trivia Podcast. All right, for Nick, my name is Drew. That is it for today's episode. We'll see you next week, everybody. This has been the Quizzo Trivia Podcast. Visit us online at quizzopodcast.com for more information. Just a little boy lost looking for a lamb in the all-night city. Living in a lonely limousine. And though he